for you doing well, love it. Attention, attention, my black brothers. What I want y'all to do right now is take out the do-rag. The silky ties down. I want to see the waves glistening. If you got nappy hair, pick it. Don't let nobody discourage you. Ariel. So, if you could be a cheetah girl, which one would you be? Gallery. <laughs> I just wanted to say, say that because we've been listening And she to got it. on my fucking nerves, but I know I'll be getting on bitches' nerves, too. So. Which one is she? She was a bitch in all... She was, so, she was only a bitch in the first one. Do you think... No, she was bitching both. The second one, too? She just... It's gallery. She can't help herself. <laughs> she really can't. She can't uh-huh. help herself. And if... You know what? And honestly... I think I'm just saying Galleria because she's the lead. I probably would be Chanel. Because mm. she was trying to keep the, you know, she's trying to keep the peace. Mm-hmm. Ooh, excuse me. Yeah. I, yeah. Was, I, was, I, I would definitely be the country bunkin. Oh, yeah. Aqua. Aqua. I would that be, was a hard ass. She was a fighter. I was a fight. Listen. So you want to walk. <laughs> I said, walk. She said, you need to check her now. I said, oh, and <laughs> somebody, her. I mean you, you. with that list. <laughs> I'm trying to make a promise, promise. Definitely not dough. I've never been dough. I will never be. She dope. was the first one. She's she's too she's too she's white and very like timid. All she all she put everything dance and I can she put that. everything into that dancing. But girl, I listen. Nobody can act like me. Yeah, but you know what? <laughs> I, I'm I'm gonna stay. I'm gonna go back. I'm still Galleria. Still Galleria. But if we're in one world, I'm Chanel. <laughs> oh, so now we got first of all, so Galleria wasn't even in there. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Exactly. You over here choosing where you want to be? Okay. <laughs> What's up, everybody? Welcome to That Black Boy Joy, where we create a space where black boys can be themselves and so much more. Welcome back. <clears throat> Chow that Bonchar. Welcome back to ah! another amazing episode with me, your boy, Lord Devry. And I'm Derwin King. How are you doing today? Yes, it's it's the bathroom. How are you doing today? How are you doing in life today, this um, week? I'm well. Mm. Yeah, it's been mm. interesting. Y'all, I okay. So I want to let you. All, I wish you can see him Bitch, right now. <laughs> so this, so Devin. But every time I see Devin, Devin is dressed to the motherfucking nines <laughs> with his beret, with his motherfucking bag. Hello, boys and girls. Today, this nigga has on a hoodie and some sweats. I've never seen this before. He's lying. There's no evidence <laughs> of it. Y'all, if I could take a picture, or like we just had this live right now where I can see y'all, he's very comfortable. And I don't, it's, I think it's because of weather. Actually, I have khaki pants on, dress <laughs> shoes, a lovely button up with stripes, and I am wearing my brown beret. Don't oh, believe him. No, he's not. But all right, listen, if that's what you want people to think, they can do that because this is what a podcast. <laughs> This is a podcast, so they are left to the imagination. <laughs> um, I'm doing good. Um, it is Thursday. I am. It's it's Friday, technically half of my job, so I don't gotta like deal with kids. Praise the Lord. After today, but I am in the office. But I haven't dealt with kids Monday and Tuesday. But it is really, really just relieving. I have some wine right now. Mm-hmm. You know, really relaxing. That's my favorite part of it. Yes. So, what has brought you joy? Clink clink. Wait. Oh. What has brought you joy this week or today? Because mm. we have to, you know, we have to do that. Asking that question. Uh, what brought me joy? Oh, oh, my God. I spoke to a woman I used to work with. Her name um, is Kathy. And, like, it was me and a couple. Like, I worked with mostly, it was a half white people, half black people when I was at Target. Mm-hmm. And now, um, you know, I don't work there anymore. And I hadn't spoken to her in a couple of months. But I was calling her for, like, a reference. Um 
and got a chance to to like sneak call her. So she was like, "Who is this?" Ooh. And I was like, "It's Devin." And she's like, "Oh, thought so." Ooh, like, she said, "It's Devin." So it was really nice to talk to her. Um, she was like, just like older white woman. Mm-hmm. Um, and you would honestly think we had nothing to connect over, but me and my friend Alexis connected with her really, really well. Yeah, I was actually. like, "Oh, we connecting." Yeah, she just like was. She was funny. She laughed at our jokes, and she honestly empathized with us. So she was a cool, cool woman. I loved her. I fuck with her. She was like the Elizabeth Warren of our group. Ooh, oh, who, who, who is? Oh, politics, right? Yeah, uh-huh. I, I, well, I, 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 it's unfortunate. We're going to talk about that in the future, but like, I am thinking of the, poli- the um, you know, debate right now, and I'm listening to everything right now, and I literally feel like it's a basketball game. It's like the championship, <laughs> the playoffs. Like, motherfuckers is like doing whatever it takes. I also feel like this is I also compare like politics to like RuPaul's Drag Race. Where like people Fair. throw each other under the bus, Fair. like they come in with like their best stunts. It's like, a shit show, honey. It's 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 a key now, and I related. Mm-hmm. Like every time I watch it, I'm like, oh, she's about to do this. Oh, this girl is throwing tea. She's throwing shade. She just threw her under the bus. So I have to relate like that. The debates are absolutely a shit show. Like yeah. very dramatic. <laughs> and it's like I feel like there are people are just watching them just go at each other, and it's yeah. like okay, address real issues instead of bringing up y'all skeletons. What can y'all do to be progressive and not regressive? <laughs> <laughs> like whatever. Um. I finally had a Popeye sandwich, and that's what brought me joy. Even though the story behind it did not bring me joy, actually tasting the sandwich and understanding... Nope, I would never understand why people are fighting over a fucking sandwich or waiting in a long-ass line for a sandwich. But it is a really tasty sandwich. So for some reason, the way you say that word is so amusing Which one? Me. Sandwich? Yeah! <laughs> I'm like... Sandwich! Because in my brain, it's like sandwich, right? And nope. I just hear you say sandwich. Sandwich! <laughs> sandwich! I am from the Midwest. Uh, we say whatever we want. Sandwich. We say roof. Love we it. Say, y'all say roof. We say roof. Love it. Pop, soda, sandwich. Sandwich. You got a good six sandwiches out of there. Uh-huh. <laughs> I'm gonna keep doing it. Oh, so it was... So I woke up literally, so on Sunday... Literally, it was Christmas. I heard Mariah Carey, all I want Yeah, because they already started with that shit. 10 o'clock, I picked up, I put a pickup order in for 1019. Boom, get there. Two different lines. One line for pickup, one line for just regular carryout. Both of them bitches is long. Go to my pickup because I'm bougie. You peasants over there, y'all did carry out. I'm going to be over here in my pickup because I ordered online. Bitch, the <laughs> line, line was moving the same. Mm-hmm. If not even, first of all, the pickup line wasn't moving at all. You won and 50 people and I was had that mad idea. as shit. I said, what is the point of me doing this pickup? If I'm not going to be able to be, if I'm not going to get to pick it up. So the, it was three people working, which I don't understand why y'all do it the day of Christmas. I mean, Popeye's sandwich opening. Christmas, Christmas right? The, they had one person on the cashier, and I swear to God, like, I think it was his first day. We had one young lady, we had one, like, manager working on the sandwiches. She's popping them sandwiches out left and right, but, you know, people ordering 16 by the dozen. They done. Why they popping them out left and right? Right, and then, right, and then I had, there was a guy doing the chicken, you know, some people still want chicken. So I'm over here in the line for the pickup, over here, literally, like, waiting all day, and then... The woman is like, oh, have these people been, like, rung up yet or picked their, like, have they been got their food? He was like, oh, they have, excuse me, oh, they've got their food. Um, They're just waiting on Uber Eats. I said, first of all, I'm not waiting on Uber Eats. Yeah. I'm doing pickup. He was like, okay, your food is almost ready. You don't even know what my order is. Didn't give you any information. Oh, he assumed you had the sandwich. Yeah, he assumed it. But I was like, no, I had a sandwich and a meal. Boom. So, mm, tried it. <laughs> tried that. So then eventually she comes back 10 minutes later, like, okay, stop checking out people in the regular line and start mm-hmm. checking out these people. So then he doesn't. So then she starts to give us our food and I finally I get my sandwich. So I asked for a spicy with no pickles. First of all, there was no sauce on my sandwich. So I was irritated with that. Second of all, it was dry. Like it was just dry. I don't know why it was dry, but it was just dry. So I hit my, hit some sauce on it. Bop, bop. And it tasted good. But 
I just was confused on the only thing that is on the sandwich is a Popeye's chicken breast. It's a a brish, what's the what kind of bread is that? I don't know. Brioche and some bun? pickles. Brioche bun and some pickles and some sauce if you get the spicy guy. But you didn't get the pickles. I did it. But it was just bread and sandwich. I mean bread and bun. So I was just like, girl, bread and bun. So <laughs> So I was just like, girl, I waited in this line. I literally woke up like it was Christmas being all I want a lot for was in my head. And I and I was like, I can't believe people are fighting over the sandwich. Well, I have to understand why they would why that they brought that sandwich back, why they would put three people in a location. And like you knew. Like yes. you knew what would happen. I was like, what? I saw I walked in and I was like, girl, it's ten it's ten nineteen. That's suspicious to me. Cause you knew good and guys and well. And I know more than three people work there. And I also know more than three people were available. Yes. So you had three people working early in the morning for the sandwich that people have literally gotten to scrap before. I literally watched the video of two old ass white people get Into in the middle of route. the drive of drive through. Bumbling and fumbling. The lady said <laughs> Uh, when are you gonna learn? When are you gonna learn? <laughs> I said, well, bubbling, fumbling for a sandwich. <laughs> Loved that motherfucking video because you know wives really mm-hmm. be fucking knowing because yeah. she knew her husband was full of shit mm-hmm. and apparently that was not his first time getting knocked on that motherfucking ass. Mm. More of the story is Popeyes knew niggas was acting crazy right. in the streets. Niggas, wiggas, and all the above was right. acting crazy in the streets, and they still didn't equip their teams. But can we shout out the black girl? Who got this bunch of buzzing though? Right. Sandwich. Um. Yeah. The girl who did the marketing for it. She did the tweet that she said did the tweet bitch. to to um, blast off <laughs> Chick Fil A that said y'all good. Yep. Um. And apparently it got over three billion impressions. So good for her. Yes. And that's what made my joy this week. It was finally tasting it. Yeah. Understood. Understood why people was excited, but not why they was beating the shit out of each other. Top me off, girl. Yes. Also, what I need y'all to do is, uh, y'all need to tip y'all Popeyes uh, customers. I tip mean, y'all, y'all. y'all Workers. Tip your waitresses and waiters. Because y'all are putting these motherfuckers on high risk for high blood pressure. And they're not even waitresses. Tip your servers, honey. Tip your servers. Give them an extra dollar. I don't think you can do that. I don't know. Do something. Give them cash. Donate. No, never Donate. Don't don't donate to the little thing. (laughs) Somebody was reminding me that when you donate to like... The leukemia. Yeah. Like uh, the... They're writing that shit off. Mm -hmm. Bitch, keep your money and make a personal donation, honey. If you you want to donate, donate directly to the uh, charities. I ain't donating to another uh, grocery store or restaurant. (laughs) That, That shit got me. Because I'll be literally looking at the thing and they be like, do you want to donate a dollar? And I'd no. be like, nah, bitch. I'm trying to scratch my money. And I'd be like, but them kids are right. suffering and you ain't... In nah, bitch. If you want to donate that dollar, you better submit that shit to the website. <laughs> I'm not... I'd be like, send me the link. You know what? That's right. That's right. Send me, send the, me the, link. the goddamn send link. Send me the link, bitch. Mm. <laughs> Absolutely. Woo! So we have a great show for you all today. We are going to dive into the conversation of masculinity because this is what the show is about. We're going to speak about is masculinity in the era of change. We're going to talk about some hot topics. Could it really ever be? Exactly. (laughs) We're going to talk about our spotlight, of course. So we are going to have a key with you all. Make sure you are listening, following, like vibing with us right now. So let's get into our hot topic. Oh, nope. Sorry. Let's get into our Black Boy Joy Spotlight. Yes, music. Yes. <laughs> so we are going to uh, shout out a young man by the name of Terrell Grice, aka everybody knows him from the Terrell Show on YouTube. Really love him and his yes. appreciation for the vocals. I mean, thank you. So he was in his so his family he his family I believe um, was vocal like in uh, like music. That's so that's why. why he has a show. He that, he knows the vocals, honey. Yes, girl. So first of all, Terrell um, has a show called the Terrell Show on YouTube where he has people. 
um, celebrities, also um, singers that were on shows like The Voice, The Four, things of that nature, um, and they are playing Song Association. So, so he dope. has he gives them ten seconds, just like you know how L does it. He does it as well, but he has his own flair. I preferred his because it's a little longer mm-hmm. and it's just he, funnier. It's yeah, just it feels, is. He's make he makes people feel comfortable. So he's had celebrities on there like Amber Riley. He also has had Layla Hathaway. My favorite. Oh, that fucking chord she can hit. Yes. That's a talent. Mm-hmm. Oh, I gotta see her before I die. Yeah. So he um, also, um, I believe he was a production assistant. Please do not quote me. Like, do oh. not fuck me. Don't be mad at me. Don't cuss me out. You said don't fuck me? No, I don't mean to fuck me up. That's you don't want to be fucked, girl? <laughs> ah! Don't beat me up. But I believe he was a production assistant um, before he, like, started his YouTube. And that's how he had, I think, a lot of his connections. But that's also, good. his he has, he's organically, like, yeah. f- like warming and welcoming. Enjoyable. Enjoyable. So, recently, he um, is doing... He's entering his third season of The Terrell Show... Um, and he also has cool. a, um, I don't want to I believe, don't quote me, or you, you know what, quote me, beat me up, whatever, fuck me up, fuck me. Um, he has a partnership with Daddy Would I Make Me. Yes, you do the one! <laughs> I hope you're out, okay out there, Cupcake. Yeah, she's good, she's good. Um, so he has a partnership with Netflix and also Strong Black Lead, and he has this thing called 10 Seconds, where he asks celebrities um, 10 like questions in 10 seconds. So the one that we saw was um, the one with um, Carrie, Washington. Carrie Washington, and he was asking her what was her first lines um, when she did um, Scandal, yeah. you know? And what would, so could you even answer that question? Like like, what first. was your first lines on stage? Oh my God, Crucible. I don't remember the lines from Crucible. I really don't. Okay, damn. <laughs> hey. Well, I had a very small, my first show was the Crucible and I was like the freaking jail guard. So I don't even remember. It was probably like, okay. are you mad or something? Are you, <laughs> are you mad? But no, yeah, he has a show. <laughs> he has um, great, his his content is very great. Um, his content is focused. <laughs> I know, very great. <laughs> I'm sorry, that really took me back. I'm so sorry. You very great. <laughs> no. <laughs> Oh, go ahead. Crucible. You saw the crucible? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he said, is you mad? Are you mad? Are you mad? That was your line. You was ready. But shout out to Terrell. I we love um the, yeah, really the content that you're putting out. I one day would love to be on Song Association. I know I cannot sing, but baby girl, I can give you the dramatics. I can give you whatever you want. Yeah. So if you all want to follow him on YouTube, it is the Terrell Show. If you want to follow him on Instagram, don't quote me, but it is Terrell. Terrell show or Terrell Grice. <laughs> keep doing your thing, sis. So yes, proud of you. Yes, we love you and que- keep serving that magic. And congratulations. Yes, I just said queef when I meant to say... Ah! <laughs> oh, you're feeling quite sexual today. I am already sexual. Okay, <laughs> girl. You better get your sound. I need to stop. No, we are having a good show today. Um, but yeah, so we are shouting him out today. So we're going to go into our hot topics of this week. <laughs> Yes, hot topics. <laughs> so we are going to start off with this has been this was we bleh. we're going to start off with the masculinity issue with GQ um, with Pharrell on the cover and this and my baby Jabuki and Jabuki was in it but he was not on the cover he should <laughs> he should have been on um, but we want to talk about you know the our response to that how we feel about that with masculinity and things of that nature since that is the topic of today's show so first of all how do you feel? About Pharrell being on the cover, or slight, or the face of like this new era of masculinity in GQ's eyes or in our eyes. I guess because he's never like been hyper masculine, that mm-hmm. that could be like a reason they chose. Him. Odell Beckham hasn't either. But <laughs> <laughs> oh, girl, he got a girlfriend, Lolo London. 
let me just tell you that I had tweeted that I could never not be obsessed with him. And the minute I found out he had a girlfriend, I was like, well, yep. there goes that. My face, because not now. Right. <laughs> what? I try not to covet men with, you know, yep. girlfriends. <laughs> Respect. Yeah, I try. Right, I try. Yeah. I can still say, oh, girl, your man fine. Look, but don't touch, don't touch. Oh, don't touch, don't touch. L-B-D-T. <laughs> <laughs> No, okay. but um, I don't know. I, like, I obviously wouldn't have chosen Pharrell. Like, if mm-hmm. I was thinking of men who have changed the face of masculinity, I would yeah. probably have chosen a butch queen mm-hmm. uh, because they've got a good mixture of like masculine and feminine. Mm-hmm. So, I, but I also know the <coughs> girls aren't. And when I say the girls, I mean the guys <coughs> are not ready for that. Yeah. And you know, sucks for them to be so far behind the curve that you just everything trickles right down to you. Mm-hmm. But so be it. In a world we live in, Pharrell is the perfect example of someone who's challenging masculinity, even though he's never actually. I mean, he's safe. Done it. It's that's what it is. Because that man put on a safe. fucking mounting hat, a mountain hat. Uh-huh. <laughs> I think people, like I said, I think he's safe. He has. Ne- I've not seen, and like I keep saying, don't quote me. Um, it is what it is. Come at me, but I've not seen him in the limelight stand up for masculinity, yeah, and like he's never spoke about it. I think he's like he's oh, done please. things. He's just like you know been free with his his attire. Young Thug uh, would have been a better Young Thug, um, Jaden, because he actually was the he was actually the face of a women's like ish like what was it again the face of a women's like um, I forgot but he was something with women like I think a fashion line or a brand I oh, think it was yeah, like something yeah, I think you're right um, I think there was plenty they could have even been basic and did somebody from Pose because you know it's the only space they can pull for masculinity like Billy Porter or something I, I would assume that they that wanted someone who still subscribes to some. Mm-hmm. Like sort of masculinity, which is why I really do think that like Young Thug would have been a great. First of all, did they ever do this with him when he was wearing the dresses? Because a lot of he received a lot of criticism. He was on the map. I think he was. I don't know. I don't know if they GQ would if they were smart. They would have taken advantage of that because yeah. that is a person who successfully challenged the like rules of masculinity. Yeah. He's not a feminine man. Yeah. At all. Yeah. He's very masculine, very and masculine. he happened to put a fucking dress on. Yeah. And it seemingly enjoyed it. I don't know if he's still doing it today, so I don't know if it's a gimmick or not. But Jaden, I do think you're right about that, yeah. is probably the best example today of yeah. someone who challenges it because he's not feminine either, yeah. but he does a lot of funky-ass shit he and like, shit that I, I fuck with. Yeah. So, And then, do you think that that it should have been somebody queer on the on the cover in regards to this conversation of masculinity? Yeah. I think if you're going to talk about pushing the boundaries of masculinity or changing the face of it, I think you have to have a trailblazer. And I think you have to have someone who's not still going to be confined mm-hmm. by the rules of masculinity because that doesn't do any real, like, any real work. Mm-hmm. I think having someone who's super palatable means that you're not actually doing the thing you're saying you're doing. Mm-hmm. You're just, like, idealizing it. Yeah. Like, yeah, I definitely agree with that. I think, I like I said, I believe they just went the safe route. Yeah. I think they didn't dive deeper into the the space of, like, masculine who's been challenging it, like, who's been low-key doing it, and also, like, publicly. I mean, I think, like, I think Chibuki, Chibukis, how does, how does... Jibuki. Name? Jibuki. He, as uh, with Trevor Noah, he's always doing, like, correspondence stuff on that. He was in the magazine, but he wasn't, like, on the cover. Um, and that just shows, like, you know, Pharrell's more mainstream than uh, Chibuki. Jibuki. I keep. I get to grinning like a Cheshire cat you do. when I hear his every name. Every time you see, every time you say his name. Yeah, and if he's a bottom, we can definitely bump purses. Girl, y'all bumping pop, pop, uh, y'all bumping purses, mm-hmm. sliding up and down, carpet munching, all that stuff. All right, sorry. Oh, yeah, I'm with that. I <laughs> yeah. Do it. 
So I mean, we I mean we we love that GQ is first of all your joke right now. We love that GQ is having the conversation of masculinity. Um, thank you, Pharrell, for being on the cover. I do wish that GQ would have you know dug a little deeper and had somebody else. I mean, I wouldn't have been surprised if they would have chose Billy Porter because they are choosing Billy Porter for everything right now, which is uh, he need he I believe he definitely should get his credit when it's due. Definitely believe that. Um, Did you see that Butch music video he had? Loved it. Butch music video. Oh, girl, he was like a straight man in his music video. I'm allergic. Girl, he I don't. Was, I, don't I, I, I can never. I'm gonna share it with you. Yes, I do. I cannot unsee him being unapologetically his. Oh, I can't wait for you to see girl, it. I'm it was the guy. '90s, so whatever music oh, he no, came no, out no, with, yeah. he had to be straight. Yep, he was. Yeah, so but it was like Luther Vandross straight. Actually, <laughs> <laughs> a little more convincing. <laughs> A little more convincing because Billy Porter is a good actor. Luther! Rest in peace. We cannot talk about Luther, but yeah. (laughs) All right. So now we're going to go into some trash real quick. Um, Ooh, I love trash. We are going to talk about T.I. going with his daughter to the OBGYN to see if her hymen is still intact. First of all, read them. You can. Your hymen can be punctured from a fucking tampon. So you're an idiot. He's an idiot who doesn't understand how women's bodies work. That's Mm -hmm. number fucking one. And number two, bitch, how stupid do you look going with your daughter to make sure that she hadn't had sex in the first place? Mm -hmm. If you really wanted to know, you could fucking ask. It must be so terrorizing to be fucking, I don't know, 16, 17, 18 years old and go to a doctor's appointment Mm -hmm. where you should feel safe with a person who's giving you health care service. Yep. And have to deal with some fucking tyrant standing over your shoulder, checking inside of your labia to check to see if you've had sex. Come on. Are you kidding me? And and the biggest issue I had with him is not only did he go, not only did he ensure that her labia was, or that her hymen was still intact, he also reported it to the U.S. Like, you told the world that your daughter's hymen was still intact. Are you fucking psychotic? Are you okay? How dare you? If my fucking father ever, ever went with me to a doctor to make sure that my hole was still tight and reported it to the fucking United States of America, he and I would never speak again. (laughs) All right. (laughs) Come on, bitch. Yes, that is, yeah, um... Yeah, you 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 took his took his head off. The book is open because that was some bullshit. I do believe. I also was kind of confused at why you talk about your daughter's personal private things out in public. She's also in college, so that's kind of embarrassing that your daughter is now. Everybody knows that she's a virgin or things of that nature. Oh my god! You know First, they attacked her. They what? They were on her fucking Instagram, Instagram? asking if they could like take her virginity if they could yeah, pop her. Yeah, it's because of her dad. And then also this. First of all, him speaking about this is really making me think of this like possessive mindset or this possessive culture and entitlement that men have over women over women the fact that you first of all you know in the on the article he literally saying that he told the man like tell yeah she she can give me the information like you know sign it like forcing her to like you know give a release the information about her hymen like it just kind of was making me uncomfortable also his his the comments that he usually just casually makes about like his him, him owning half of his his wife's vagina yeah. things of that nature like I just am, like, always weary about, like, why does he feel so comfortable just talking about how possessive he is? And it also, like, reminds me of, like, rape culture. It reminds yes. me of, like, male entitlement. It just reminds me of all these things of, like, how are... Do you think that it's okay to 
you know, have this possession over your your daughter. Like when she gets older, she's going to like my mindset is that she's going to then go to somebody else that like has this thing of like possession over her. Yeah. And then you trickle in this down. Like this is not going to help. Like mm-hmm. it's not helping anything. And I'm just I'm just really like bothered by like how you're comfortably casually. First of all, why on the sh- on the podcast? Did the women just like you know not drag him for fields? Why did they not educate him? They were trying to respect them dumbass motherfuckers. I, I don't. I don't care. You sh- as a woman, you should have literally laughed at this dude's face. Like, are you serious? Like, you literally are trying to make sure your daughter's hymen is still together, and that thing can it can. You are first of all basically like judging her virgin her her virginity on a like a muscle. Like I, that. I agree that like. I would have been shocked that the women didn't say anything. But I'm also starting to notice that sometimes women really struggle to um, speak up against men. I don't know mm-hmm. if it's that if, if, I don't know know if it's that it was a professionalism thing or if it's that they didn't feel like going up against him or if they felt like, you know, that was a hot topic. Or even if it's just like talking about what yeah. someone does with their child can be difficult. Yeah. But and I and like I don't like to tell women what they should or shouldn't do. We cannot do that. Yep. But at the same time, it does shock me that no one was like, "If you did that shit to me, we would have a fucking issue." Yeah. But you know, a woman who allows men to consistently disrespect women in general on their show is Angela Yee. So my expectations for people who hold platforms, um, it's really low. But I don't think she was on. I don't think he was on her show. I think he was on uh, Miguel's wife's show. And then, I don't even know her. Don't even know her. I don't know a thing about her. Wouldn't know. She could walk down the street and I wouldn't know a thing. I wouldn't know a thing. <laughs> but so I seen an article um, on Twitter and it was basically a comment that Will Smith has said on Willow cutting Ooh. her hair. And it says on Willow cutting her hair, we let Willow cut her hair. When you have a little girl, it's like, how can you teach her that you're in control of her body? Mm. It teaches her that I'm in charge of whether whether or not she can touch her hair. She's going to replace me with some other man when she goes out in the world. She can't cut my hair, but that's her hair. She has got to have command of her body. So when she goes into the world, she's going out with the command that is hers. Mm-hmm. She is used to mm-hmm. making those decisions herself. That's right. We try to keep giving them those decisions until they can hold the full weight of their lives. Yeah, because men have a hard time imagining their daughters outside of their care and in independence. Yeah. So I think like T.I. is thinking like, oh, okay, well, as long as my daughter's living my home, she's going to have, she's going to control, she's going to be controlled by me and listen to what I say. But the, problem is once she gets outside of your home mm-hmm. and into her own space who will she have the ability to think and act for herself or will she yeah. be constantly looking constantly looking for a man to fill that controlling position yeah. and i think that's something that men have a really hard time thinking about and i'm i'm i really want to know where tiny had been during all of that because yeah. i would either have wanted her to interject and say no you can't do this um even though it's not i get it's not her daughter but like somebody yeah. some some yeah. woman figure saying this isn't okay yeah. and really empowering her and yeah. i hope she is being empowered nonetheless i mean i think some people in their defense they think of it as like a father being protective like usual with their daughters like so on the show they found out that one of their sons was having sex and they was just like you know tiny was like oh he's having sex like oh no but ti was, was like I forgot. The it's, they have son? so many kids. They do have a lot. Of I don't kids. know. I'm. I don't know. DJ. What is Diggy? Was Dynamo? Not Diggy girl. Girl. What is their name? Ah! Dynamo. I don't know. All I know is Major and King because they were the funniest. I think. I think it was like. Oh. 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 There's um. Uh. Uh. uh Damani. 
Okay, the money. Let's, let's, if it ain't about the money, <laughs> let me just throw out. It was King. Hands I just no, did. King is what, what King is, is like fucking major. twelve, thirteen. Major. I don't know. Just like ten. I don't know. Somebody's having sex. It but, ain't either one of them. Right, but it's no, probably Damani. Right, but um, he had no. He's he's very fair skinned and he has like wild hair. Damani. Like, okay. Oh whoa! Exactly. We're not the red hair though. Yes. No. Don't quote me, y'all. It can't be. <laughs> So basically on the show, they found out that he was having sex and, you know, Weston was like, I'm just, I don't want none of my kids to have sex. You know, T.I. was saying, I don't want none of my kids to have sex before, you know, they're ready or they should be, but I'm always going to be more protective of my daughters than my sons. And that's just because a father should do that. You know, with all these double standards with men, um, um, not giving the same accountability to their sons as their daughters or vice versa. So, yeah. So you looking this shit up. Yeah, I am. Because I want to know. It's one of the key. It's one of the damn one of the or the or the other Adams family. Okay. Um but yeah, so that was a conversation that Twitter is up in an uproar. People are just hitting us with some some education on what the hymen does and how the hymen cannot determine if you if you have a body count or not. Like all of that good stuff. So I'm waiting on you to figure this No, you go ahead. because I, I don't I'm not finding anything about it. Okay, then just <laughs> if I do, I'll let you know. Right. So yeah. So I mean, Ti do better. Like you are just putting yourself in this cancel culture that people. I don't uh, this cancel culture. Ooh, that's a. I'm not going to go into that. But you're ah! putting yourself into this hole that you are unfortunately not going to be able to dig yourself out of. So we wish you the best of luck on all of your thoughts and opinions. But please keep those things to yourself if they involve you know, your daughter. Like why would you share that? With, why do you even even if he had been done? We wouldn't have this conversation if he hadn't gotten up on somebody's platform and yeah. said it in the first. If place. he would have just said that behind closed doors. You do the behind closed doors. He, he was doing too much. Mm-hmm. But that is it for our hot topics. Um, well, they definitely had the sex talk with King. So that was it probably King. King. Which one is King? King is the one you described. He's fair skinned and got like red hair or maybe just like red light looks, brown hair. Yeah. And it's wild. Yeah. And he has a like, he wears chokers. He's funny. He wears like chokers. I ain't seen all that. Them kids grew up before my eyes, but I stopped paying attention to him. Yeah. I was just, I want to see if he did that to the OMG girl. What was her name? <laughs> Not the OMG girl. What was her name? <laughs> Symphonique. No. <laughs> that's, that's, <laughs> I think it's like Zanik. Zanik! Did he do the same thing to her and he's if he's gonna do that to the That's the not his child. Child? Okay. Yeah. They have they both have daughters outside of each other's marriage. Oh, okay. Before I think it preceded their marriage. Mm-hmm. Oh well. Maybe. Next case. Mm. So yes, we are done with our hot topics. So we're going to go into the main tea of today and we are going to the conversation of of take two, of masculinity and is it in the space of change in this time and era? And I think this conversation is really well needed because this is what the show is about. It's about masculinity and, you know, Black Boy Joy and continuously seeing it for progressing in a space where masculinity is something that is not um, challenged or have to be defined by certain things. So I want to see if we have that conversation of how do you feel about, you know, masculinity in this day and age right now? How do I feel about Yes, sis. <laughs> I don't. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. No, I get it. <laughs> I don't know. I just feel like um, I'm I'm I am still attracted to masculinity and not mm. exclusively. So I don't think it's like I think masculinity is important in balance because I think femininity is is important. I think that because masculinity is still dominant in this culture um, and in many other cultures, that it is a problem and should be challenged and should be critiqued. I think that um, men who have nothing else to offer hide behind it very often. 
And I think women who live it um, go through really interesting experiences of competing with men with it. And sometimes they do better than men and sometimes they don't. Mm -hmm. But I also think it's just overall really troubling for the people who participate in it unless they define it by their own terms Mm -hmm. and live it authentically. So I feel. Yes. Um, I just personally want to get to their rage or masculinity only being something that men have. Um, I just think that that's the space that we eventually need to get to. And that also masculinity, there's no specific definition of what masculinity is. And it shouldn't be just assigned to one gender. Um, Just because I just feel like there are certain things that make women masculine. Um, And I know people say, oh, there's female masculinity and there's men masculinity. But why can't there just be masculinity? I have a a lesbian friend who is very... She's, she's, yes, I. You showed me her, and I was like, "This." And that, meet her, and that goes into like the the what is the category? What is the, the you know layman's term of what like masculinity is? It's like you know strong, muscular shit of that nature. But um, yeah, I'm just eventually wanting to get out of the um, the erasure of that. Like, I just hate when it's like, oh, women can't be masculine, or you know, oh, they literally this. can, <laughs> and they can, like when they're able to like raise a family or they're able to provide and support because. Those are quote-unquote things. What we would have to figure out is masculinity behavior or is it like Mm. actions? Well, I guess actions are behavior. Is masculinity about how you present yourself or is it about what you do? Mm. Because um, there are different things. Like we could easily say that like based on generals um, that taking out the trash is a masculine thing. But, like, it didn't necessarily have to be. Mm-hmm. And, like, it could have been. It could have so happened in this culture that as masculine as men are expected to be, that because it is a household chore, it was expected of women. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, like, we, I think we would need to separate or specifically define how we view and feel about masculinity. Yeah. I think so. Masculinity, to me, is I honestly think of strength and courage. I don't, And I think of somebody doing something that is out of their comfort zone or doing something that is um, very daring Mm. in a space where you may can be uncomfortable and persevering through that. I think of that as masculinity to me when you're facing your fears head on and understanding that there may be repercussions with it and you're still pushing through, that looks like feminine uh, masculinity. But then I go into this thing of like vulnerability. Is it feminine for you? Like, is it feminine or is it masculine? You know, but I think it's masculine because you actually can feel like you actually feel strong enough to share it, you know? Like, so it's always like, it's a weird limbo for me. Like, it, it's funny that you say you think of like courage and stepping and standing in front of your fears when you think of masculinity, because when I think of that sort of strength and power, I actually think of femininity. And, that's, um, yeah. and I, I really think that femininity is one of the strongest it, or is is stronger than people give it credit for, mm-hmm. because I see a lot of men. I really do see a lot of men hiding behind their masculinity and right. saying, based on me being a masculine person, I would never do this, this or this right. or try this. Whereas with femininity, I see I often see women standing in the face of things that she's scare the absolute shit out of them and still like saying no i'm gonna do this based on i don't know how they've been treated as women or just um really taking a chance to process their emotions and feelings around the thing Mm -hmm. so i i disagree or say that that is not my personal view of masculinity no i get i I get that i I mean i'm i'm always in this space of like because i think that a lot of people um what is it like uh praise people that are able to tap into their emotions and tap into something that's quote unquote feminine. 
I look at it as something totally different. And I think that's because like I blurred the line unconditionally with like femininity and masculinity is. Um, so you with your emotions, that's masculine to me because it's like you're bearing that. But like, you know, it could, but people always praise that feminine thing. You yeah. know, it's something cause like, nope, it's, it's something that is quote unquote, something that women do. Women have that, that emotion. And it's just like, no, it's just not women. But like, why was it only acceptable for women to do that? You know, if you get what I'm saying, like, I think it's because, um, <clears throat> and this is, so here's how I, how I view that. I think because masculinity is, um, is traditionally male yeah. and we, as a society prefer men and value men more that, um, we've learned to see women as less than. Mm-hmm. And so we learn to see things that are characteristic of women as less yeah. than. And so with that being said, we really give masculinity more than it deserves sometimes. Mm. But one of the things I have found a lot of strength in as a person who taps into his femininity very often is because people don't give femininity enough power, people who are feminine are able to use that femininity in ways yeah. that you could never expect. It's, it's, I, when I think of femininity, I think of like creative. I think of something very full, like airy and I very agree. like, I'm very like in a space of like, Tapping into my emotions. Yeah, you know, I, 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 I think of that. As it's femininity. not just yours though. It's yeah. like you tap into other people's mm-hmm. too. You're empathetic. You are. Well, because like I've gotten out of a ticket because I like was able to <laughs> understand how how the male ego works. Yeah, you have to cur- you have to cur- uh, you have to massage. It. That's right. And sometimes it even it isn't even massaging it; it's just outsmarting it. Yeah. And like Damn. based on who you believe yourself to be when you approach me, yeah. Like, I give you this version of myself, or give you these aspects of myself, and you will allow yourself to believe that because you are more powerful than I am, all you have to do is just play. Like, oh well, never mind. Yeah. You know what I mean? So. <clears throat> Masculinity, but there are also times when I think that masculinity works really well. Right. One of those times is parenting. Mm. I have found that um, when being authoritative uh, with children, and I, I saw a really good example of this in my little cousin. One time, my my stepmother was trying to get him to do something. He didn't listen to her. I mean, he would not listen to right. her. And I'm standing at the bottom of the steps, and I was shocked because I, I just hate insubordination yeah. with like mother figures i just i hate yeah. it and i instantly like yelled his name with like a lot of bass in my voice and like probably the most mask you'll see me is probably mm-hmm. is when i'm being authoritative with a yeah. child and like i could just see the fear in his face and he just like instantly came back and complied and i was like whoa <laughs> but I think that that's important especially with like um little boys mm-hmm. because they they have had some bit of experience with gender roles at the, at mm-hmm. any time, and that balance is necessary. Yeah, uh, yeah. I think with that with that masculinity, like being like brass. I don't. I'm thinking of like loud, and commanding, commanding. I mean, it happens in the workspace. Yeah, definitely does happen in the workspace with masculinity. Like, <laughs> no, for because they told yeah. they used to tell women if you want to be heard in a meeting, put some bass in you. Because when um, excuse me, I, I yeah. then you say, oh, excuse me. <laughs> suddenly like heads turn yeah and it's like oh you have something to mm-hmm. say yes i do so do you think that um masculinity and femininity are going to ever be able to coexist oh and... they do coexist yeah 
They coexist today. Mm. I because th- I because I, the only thing I'm saying is like I feel like it's masculinity is put above femininity. That's now that's why. the question. That is the thing. Is like Do whether, I th- will it ever be able to be blended or at the same field of like. Because innately, people think of, like, femininity as less than. Right. And that's not how we should think about it. I think of, like, you know, I I even think of, like, feminine sense to me or, like, things that are very light and very airy mm. or very, like, fruity. You know, I think of that. Whereas when I think of masculine, I think of very musk or very strong or very, like, commanding. You know, I even associate with that sure. with, like, with colognes and things like that. So I'm just seeing if there's ever... How do we... And we're just, you know, talking about this. Um, but how do we see or do you think that eventually it can be mel- mel- melted together where it's not a thing? That's a good question. I think we would need to repair the damage we've done mm-hmm. with women first. Um, I, I think so. Even though some of the greatest and more elaborate examples of femininity I've seen have been with men. OK, so I, the double sided, both yeah. women and LGBTQ. Folk, yeah. um, ha- <clears throat> I also think that like. The reason that femininity is not valued and the reason that they that masculinity and femininity are not balanced is because we still have like misogyny runs rampant. We don't mm. challenge it appropriately and like we haven't given women the leverage they need and the respect that they deserve, right? So we're not gonna be able to get there without doing that. Yeah. But I also think that with that being said, when you look, because that's just speaking for heteronormative men and heteronormative women. Right. I also think that we need to be able to look at femininity and men, respect it and accept it and celebrate it and look at masculinity and women and do the same. Mm-hmm. And that will get us to a point where we don't value one over the other because mm-hmm. we'll start to recognize that any individual can have any any sort of rela- or relation or interaction of the two inside of them Mm -hmm. you know what i mean yeah i definitely i definitely agree with that i think that when we able when we first allow that acceptance in certain in both then it like is a change it's like a catalyst like isn't it yeah because i'm like even thinking about this article um so trevor barrel he's like on instagram he's like um he does like a lot of fitness stuff like that but he um is straight and he posed for attitude which is this europe europe and um, I want to say Europe and Canadian. Since Gandhi. Let me see. Europe, no, UK and Europe. Um, hey, Daddy. Like, <clears throat> LBGT Lifestyle Magazine. And basically, it was the conversation of, um, you know, him being straight, but he having a lot of gay followers. And how did he, like, you know, how does he deal with that? And how does he deal with people's repercussions? That's such a stupid question. Right. Too, and by the because way. he's he's always been. You know, because he has a lot of straight friends, he was saying in an article, and he's always been told, like, hey, why are you posting shirtless on Instagram? You're choosing the wrong crowd to, like, you know, be oh my liking God. you. That's so things. fucking weird. Like, yeah. why people be it loved? <laughs> like, what? They did that shit to Broderick Hunter, too. Yeah, because he was talking about, like, he's lost so many of his straight friends because he uh, would, you know, start posting shirtless photos, and a lot of people were like, what are you doing? You have... You know, you have all these gay guys, blah, blah, blah. And he was just basically, he doesn't care. Yeah, His older brother is gay. And he looks at it as a compliment. He doesn't it buy is. He doesn't buy into the concept that someone being gay shouldn't, should bother me. He just thought that if somebody says you look good, no matter what their sexual orientation should uh, is, you should take it as a compliment. But a lot of my gay friends unfollowed me because of that, um, because they felt uncomfortable. So women, more often than men, honestly, call me attractive all the mm-hmm. time. And if I were behaving the way that straight people expect 
or straight men expect other men to behave, then I would stop associating with women in general. (laughs) It's stupid. It's really stupid to expect someone not to indulge in compliments from people because of your homophobia. Mm -hmm. That's dumb. Yeah, I think I've, and I've got into a space where I've like not wanted to interact with straight men in a lot of spaces because I just felt uncomfortable and I feel like I always had to mold or have to be very masculine or very like hiding of my identity or like my femininity, which wasn't healthy if we wanted to be in this, if we wanted to be in a state or era of change, Yeah, you know, me being me debunk, not, okay. Not even saying that, like me being myself and like just letting them know who I am and under getting them to like, know that there's multiple sides to people and it's yes. not just one. Yes. Like I, and I'm not like, I don't want to say I'm going in there debunking things because that's not my intention, but it's, me explaining to them that we are multifaceted. You may find somebody that is very quote unquote masculine, but that's that's who they organically are. Or you find somebody that's um, feminine, that's who they organically are. Or somebody that's non-binary. They they go wherever. So like, just going into a space where like you all have to understand that like we don't subscribe. We don't put us in just one box. Yes. And if you want, if we want this era of masculinity to change, we should be able to coexist in one space and not feel like we have to like hide our identity. Like when I'm in a barbershop, I feel like I have to hide certain things when I think it's me subscribing or me consciously thinking because I've been traumatized in certain spaces when I'm at sporting events like I can't you know it's just like if we want masculinity to change I or this not masculinity if we want this era of masculinity and femininity to be in this era of constant like like togetherness we need to have it be on a space of fluidity we need to see that in the first place we need to have like celebrities or shows or things of that nature where you might see somebody very mask presenting in this space the next minute they're very feminine and they're acknowledging that instead of it just being like oh he's crying so he's feminine no he's saying like oh i'm tapping into these you know just like i want to see that more and i think once we start to see that visibility and we have men women non-binary non-binary trans are talking about this very casually in these these spaces it will bring more light to it and I think that's how you get something. You just have to constantly challenge that. So I definitely 100% mm-hmm. agree with you on that. Um, it, it, two things came to mind when you were saying it. The first thing is that, like, I think that masculinity is so rigid and, mm-hmm. and has such strong boundaries that it make me think that because I have so much of a feminine aspect to myself that I wasn't masculine at all. Fair, yeah. And it was women who had to tell me, like, in certain times when I'm completely unaware, I am more masculine than I think I am. Because mm-hmm. I really did think I was, like, 90% feminine and 10% right. masculine. But in resting phase, you know, those either version of me could show up. Right. And women were the first ones to make me aware of that. Um, the second thing that I thought of was, um, oh, I said a lot. So yeah. you did, but it was like, the, it was toward the end of what you said. Fluidity? Or were you talking about, um, having the conversation openly, going back, back and forth, mm. celebrities? We'll come back to it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, no, yeah. I, I mean, I, I, I think those are some things that we need to set and still, we also need to have spaces where we begin to become comfortable with ourselves internally. Yeah. That is a thing that we also need to figure out. And we we do need to have the balls or the kahunas to, like, tell people to shut the fuck up. Yeah. Like, ourselves true. personally. Like, I know I sub- subconsciously subscribe to masculine things so that I'm safe. And that's not who... I, I, I've done that. And I even have had to think about, like, is this you know, is this who I am? You know, is, are these things, am I doing this innately or am I doing it because this was genetically 
biologically trained for me to be presenting this way, you know? Yeah. Like, I'm always, we have to, like, start to, I don't want to say restart our minds because that is a very long process, but it starts to decompartmentalize our things that are very toxic. Yeah. And I think we need to internally start to be like, you know what, if I feel comfortable this way, then I then I, I want to feel that way instead of like, oh, my, gay, my straight friends are saying that this is gay, then it's gay. You know, like, we need to get out of that space because it won't it won't help us. No, it's absolutely not. I think it has consistently worked against us. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that a lot more women than we think are really open to men tapping tapping yeah. into the less rigid versions of themselves. Mm, I, I disagree. You do? Yeah, I think I'll... Yeah. I'll well, because I know that there are still women who uphold that, right? Yeah. But there are women who are misogynistic and mm. still believe that men should behave in a certain way. But I have seen a number of women, number one, who watch lots of gay porn, um, mm. and number two, who really enjoy for a man to be a little bit more vulnerable with them specifically and slightly more masculine. And I I honestly think with a lot of women, the more comfortable and the more intimate they get, the more they expect their man to be just a little bit more. That is like gossiping with them a little bit, which we know men do anyway. We do it to barbershop. Yeah, absolutely. It's the same shit. It's the same shit. Um, And spilling tea with each other. And I've seen it. I've seen it in like... I've seen it depicted in fiction. Mm-hmm. Like, watching the game and re-watching that, I've seen Derwin come home to Melanie and, like, just yes. drop his, like, masculine edge for a little bit with mm-hmm. her. I, and it's yeah. beautiful. I th- the only reason I was a degree, uh, disagreeing was because I sometimes think that women in certain spaces don't allow men to break down. I think behind, I think they're like, oh, you need to be the provider, you need to be the strong person then you, I don't need to see that. But there have been spaces where women, if they intentionally know that if you want to get all sides of your man, you have to allow him to feel comfortable. Yeah. Then, yes, I, I've seen that. Now, I was only disagreeing because I've seen certain women be like, oh, no, I need I need a strong man. I think I was looking at it from the naive women or the women that were very in this misogynistic mindset, not those women that like behind closed doors, hey, babe, can you help me take my hair down? Or, hey, babe, can you like, you know, let's, let's, let's be comfortable with each other where it's not a sense of judgment, yeah. you know, because once once you and your partner behind closed doors, whatever y'all do, um, is comfortable, you will tap into so many things, you know, that is like healthy and that you didn't even find out. Like, oh, you really like enjoy these things, or like, oh, we can like bond over certain things. But I think it's like these things have to happen behind closed doors first before it can like come to the, you know, it's like the yeah. practice round. You know, when you behind closed doors in your room in your corner, you like, you know, in the mirror typing yourself up, like, okay, I'm ready to yeah. go. I'm ready to go to the world to be ready because you have to be ready for all those bullets or all those shots that are coming at you. And you have to have this very, very, very strong protective armor that you created for yourself that you didn't have made by somebody else. So you have, like, you, you have to do that First, and I think that's why in relationships, in healthy like male and female relationships, and behind closed doors, they have to work with work help each other with that masculine and feminine. So one of the things that was interesting for me, and, and I'm, not even and sorry, I'm, not even masculine, not even male and female, right? But like masculine dom, more dom and more femme relationships. That's why I was it. going because I'm because I have yeah. found I've been interested in the last three years, I would say, uh, in how I interact with that and so because i always saw myself as a or not that's not true either yeah since because since i came out i've seen myself as a mostly feminine Mm -hmm. person 
I thought that I needed to always be with a masculine man. Mm. Um, and I started dating, um, or at least like entertaining um, more feminine men and found out that number one, I am attracted to it um, because I'm attracted to femininity in myself. Yeah. And number two, like there was this interesting balance thing that I was doing. Like, um, because they were a little bit more feminine, I was like, all right, well, cool. I can sort of like fill this energy right. out. And it made, it helped me explore my masculinity just a little bit more. Mm. And it didn't mean that I was like not feminine ever. It just meant that I was more interested in who I was as a masculine being. I think you're, I think that masculine side was being pushed because you had a counterpart that was already giving you that quote unquote feminine <sighs> energy. So you felt like you were in a space to chat, like to like push. Yeah. And I think you're the part, the person probably green lighted that too. You know, like you have to have somebody that like is okay with you experimenting with something that is very taboo. Yeah. You need to have that. Cause if you have somebody that said, Oh, I need you to be feminine or I mean, Oh, you need to be masculine or feminine. And you're not like that. I don't want to be re- like restricted to either one. That's, it's stupid. It is stupid. Mm-hmm. I would like to be able to freely move in however I, yeah. I want to move. Yeah. Regardless. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, no, just, <clears throat> yeah. So, kind of going back and thinking about this whole conversation is, do you think that, like, main, there, do you think that television is ready for a fluid main character? I think that um, the American public is ready. And I think that... That's not a, like, and I'm not, I don't want really to say that, like, I know that the safe route is to go with a woman. Right. That is fluid. But a man that is fluid. I think the American public is ready. I think the American public has seen men um, do drag and has seen men be exactly in their skin and still be feminine. And I think that they that a lot of actors have done the work outside of this, the camera and uh, off of the stage and gone to public events where they show up as themselves and push those boundaries. Mm. So I do think that we're ready to see someone who's more fluid. And I think that will unlock a lot of truths for a lot of people outside mm. of the LGBTQ community. Yeah. I do need men to know that challenging masculinity does not just mean putting, f- like, flowers in your head. Come on. You know, and taking pictures for some freaking magazine that's yeah. still going to go back to doing the same shit mm-hmm. they were doing a week before. Yeah. You have to know that it has to do with how you see yourself, how mm. you see women, yeah. how you see masculinity, and how you see femininity, and allowing yourself to know and understand that you do have the right. capacity to experience both energies mm-hmm. inside of you. And I want to, I'm specifically two things I want to address is I'm currently watching Batwoman and we have, uh, we have a, you know, a lesbian Ruby Rose. Ruby Rose and she shout to me. I watch her challenge. I mean, her be very masculine, but very f- feminine. She's very androgynous in that, like, in that space. And I really enjoy that. So that's something I've been thinking about. And then thinking about tank, you know, tank is very openly, supportive of the lbttq plus community and you know we jokingly say that oh you know tank is he plays for our team and things of that nature but like how do you feel about tank being very vocal and being very supportive of like he knows where his demographic is there's no disrespect to them like you try something once you're not gay like how do you feel you know while we're wrapping up this little conversation i loved that um i first of all i haven't i love Tank? Bisexuality and like uh. bisexual men. And so anything that I said you leans, love tank. <laughs> anything that leans over right. to that is just like my thing. Um so I appreciated I appreciated him for acknowledging that way more men than people like to admit have experienced sexual sexual encounters with other men mm-hmm. um or have wanted to. I mm-hmm. appreciated him for acknowledging that and for giving his peers space to do that. And I was really shocked that um 
you know, so many people chose to approach it that way because I have a feeling that a number of those people have also indulged in exploration of their mm-hmm. um, desires. Yeah. So. Yeah. Oh, the same with Odell, you know, how Odell just... these. I'm bringing up these because I see that we have people that have been gradually trying to, you know, casually be themselves or be candid. You're so childish right now. Y'all should see this man. I cannot talk about any of these men. And I think we, when these men challenge femininity... Or in masculinity in a space that is not supposed to be. I think we sometimes lean towards them and we get like attraction to that too. Like you're the cis man, straight man, and you're casually, openly, very publicly like, I'm doing me. Yeah, I love like, that. I love that. Or this is them, this is that lifestyle. No disrespect to them. I That's courage. Yes. That is, that That's courage. That's courage. Mm-hmm. And I think that that to me is something we need to see more of. Mm, yeah. We need to just see it our brown brothers give us more (laughs) (laughs) i can't but no i think yeah to close i think we 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 are in that space we just have to just build that build up that protection and build up ourselves and then also you know eventually have people that are in these spaces that like lena white who can create but characters that are see lena white yeah yeah with with create care with yes create characters you know, or people that are not even of the LGBTQ plus community, but cisgender people also can create these. Not cisgender, LGBTQ, straight people can create these characters for us as well. So, yeah. thank you for you know. First of all, not thank you like you're being interviewed. Ah! This, is, this is our show. That was thank you, thank you, thank you. But no, yeah, this was a great conversation. I feel like this was very insightful. We you know touched on a lot of things. If you if you all have any comments, questions, or concerns. Please hit us up on our Instagram and our social medias. Um, you can hit me up on my social media, underscore Lord Devery, L-O-R-D-E-V-E-R-Y. You can find me on Twitter at Free Negro. That's F-R-E-E-N-E-G-R-E-A-U-X. Or on Instagram at Derwin King, yes. D-E-R-W-I-N-K-I-N-G. G. My Twitter and Instagram are the same name, so that's why I didn't say that. I you also I got you, can DM us on that black boy. Oh yeah, by the way, sorry. It is no longer that black boy joy podcast on Instagram. It Ooh. is that black boy joy on Instagram and on Twitter. So you can DM us. Sorry if you probably have been looking for us. If you want to email us, we'd love to be a guest on the show, have some questions, some We'd topics. Love to have you. We would love to have you all. We are in the process of bringing some amazing guys, um, some amazing men, some amazing boys, some amazing people on the show. So please, you know, give us that opportunity. We are trying to expand. If you want to, you can hit us up on our Gmail at that black boy joy podcast at gmail.com. Please support. Uh-huh. Yes, and we want to leave you all with some affirmations. So my affirmation is, I am strong. Did I? Wait, 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 wait. I feel like I did that one last week. I cannot do that one again. Did you? Um, I, I think, but I'm gonna just choose another one. So you sort of, okay, you go. Mine is the success in my life is a reflection of my successful attitude. Mm. And me. I allow my voice to be heard in all matters surrounding myself. Mm. Yes. And on that note, we love you all. Thank you all for listening. Keep shining, showing that black boy joy magic and supporting our black boys. And we love y'all. Bye.